Hello, and welcome to the Make an Adjustment podcast. I'm your host, Julie. Um, I'm super excited that you're here um, for episode two, and I want to thank everybody for the great support and amazing response I got for the first episode. It did encourage me to keep going, and um, it really took everything I had to put that out there and share it with people. So thank you, thank you, thank you to those of you that responded so, so positively. Um, today's episode I want to talk to you about is when we go through a traumatic event or a loss, we tend to do things that we've never done before. And sometimes those things are positive and sometimes those things are not positive. Um, it's, it's really up to us to decide if those things are good for us or bad for us. So today I'm going to tell you about my first tattoo. I was scrolling through Facebook the other day and ran across an advertisement for a shirt that I had to have. It said, work hard, trust God. (laughs) Sounds like the perfect tagline for this podcast. I had to trust God to answer his calling to actually start this podcast. So when you feel like making adjustments in your life in order to move forward, you all need to work hard and trust God. So go grab your shirt from BackboneSwag.com and check out all the great items they have as well. I got mine. It's super soft. It's really, they have cool colors, like lots of different colors. And um, I will, I posted a picture of it on our Instagram page. So go to the Make an Adjustment Instagram page and check it out. And that's at BackboneSwag.com. Welcome back to the Make an Adjustment Podcast. Today I'm going to discuss something that I did um, because my mom died. Uh, But first I want to give you some background in some of this and my relationship with my mom. Um, I went to college in California. I grew up in Oklahoma but ended up in college in California, Cal State, Long Beach, I love hard rock and heavy metal music. I still do. Uh, so I spent most of my time on the Sunset Strip, and everyone had tattoos. I used to think that I wanted a tattoo, but <laughs> frankly, I was like, oh my gosh, no, I can't get one. I was afraid it would hurt. I was afraid it would prevent me from getting a job. I was afraid that other people would think. Yes, I know. That seems to be a key in my life, doesn't it? Um, the people I hung out with on the strip also thought I was like the small town girl from Oklahoma and that was incredibly naive, which I probably was now that I think about it. So they probably also knew that I would never go through with getting a tattoo. I was also raised in a very strict cult, um, and religious background. So although I don't specifically remember saying my, the cults or the church saying that tattoos were bad, I had a feeling that my very strict religious mother would not approve. So I just never got one because I didn't feel it was right. And so I guess my friends in California were right because I never got one. I spent almost two years taking care of my mom after she was diagnosed with cancer and suffered a spinal stroke back in 2020 through 2022. Um, It was a long, emotionally draining challenging and very growing experience for me but it brought out a sort of like negative personality in my mother that I 
knew knew was there, but this situation sort of made it worse. She was angry, scared, and uncomfortable, and she took it out on my family and I most of the time. Other people would come over and visit, and she would smile and be so positive and kind to everyone, but when they left, we were left with how she truly felt, and she was angry, and we got the brunt of it. So for me, being like her daughter and her caregiver, and it just always have been her and I, she, this was very challenging for me. I wanted to be a good caregiver, but it took everything I had some days to even go in her room. Um, I was still working full time. I, I have kids. Um, and although they were older, I was still taking care of them. I was still helping with them, um, especially my youngest. I also have a husband, and I was a full-time caregiver for my mom. So I was being pulled in a lot of directions, and there were days that I had to rely completely on my faith to just to make it through the day. And there were times that I completely fell apart and turned away from my faith and cried a lot. And sometimes my anger also got the best of me. I I was angry at mom for treating us poorly. I was angry at the disease that took her away from us. Um, and frankly, frustrated because no, it didn't seem like anybody else could help the situation. Um, my mom, when I was growing up, was was kind of difficult to please. And I don't mean that in a negative fashion. We all have moms and parents and stuff that we feel like occasionally are are difficult to please and there was many 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 times in my life that I felt like my mom was not proud of me um, I don't I didn't feel like she was proud of who I was my choices in my life or proud of my family but when she got sick she not only took it out of me but she also took it out on the family so they had all pulled back out they pulled away from her as well she didn't want some of them to have to help her at all. And they got to the point that they wouldn't even offer to help because there was no pleasing her. Now, I admit I'm a, pe I'm a peacemaker. Clearly, I'm a peace, uh, people pleaser. But I wanted her approval more than almost anything. But I was convinced that she viewed me as a failure, a bad mom, and that I had made not so great choices in my life. I don't know where you may be from, but right now in Texas, it's hot. It's hot, hot, hot. We have had a lot of days of not only over 100, but sometimes up to 110. But that doesn't stop my kiddos from playing baseball, and there's a lot of time spent outside in the heat. Making sure my family is hydrated is super important in heat like this. So I give my family Hydrate by Plexus. This refreshing addition to your bottled water is packed full of electrolytes, anti antioxidants, and minerals. They have a variety of flavors that include lemon lime, blueberry Aussie, and a limited edition cucumber melon, which is so amazingly refreshing over ice. So replenish yourself with advanced hydration and get hydrate today. VIP members get an additional 25% off. Go to jbplexus.us. I truly wanted my mom's approval, but I'd also had almost given up. Um, there were lots of times when people would come to me and say, 
how proud she was of the boys and me. And I admit, I would smile, nod my head, but I didn't believe a word they said. My mom used to communicate through notes. She used to write notes to me as long as I could remember. She used to put notes in my lunchbox daily, and they would have little positive messages and um, Bible verses on them. Um, so when I was going to school, I always had a note in my lunchbox. If box, if we had a disagreement, she would write a note on how she felt about the situation, and she would stick no notes in my suitcases before I went on trips. Um, after my divorce, my mom and I lived together the whole time. So, like, even as an adult, she would always send me notes in my suitcases before I went on work trips or, you know, any other kind of trips with the kids or whatever. So, communicating um, positive feelings was usually done through a note. She could always share her negative feelings through talking, but not the positive ones. I saved her notes and cards for as long as I can remember. I, I have boxes <laughs> of notes and cards from her. Um, these notes usually, I mean, they kind of solved whatever disagreement we may have had at the time. And at the moment, I would believe that she actually felt what she said in these notes. So I think that's why I chose to keep them because it was a written thing that actually said, you know, I do love you, I am proud of you, kind of thing. Um, but as my mom got sicker and deteriorated more, writing became extraordinarily difficult for her. She would try and write notes, but they were mostly illegible um, because she's kind of lost her ability to write, and it was so frustrating for her. She, that's because that's how she communicated. That's how she communicated with, like, everybody. She would send letters to people, cards to people, um, her favorite thing was at her Sunday school that she taught kindergarten classes. She got to write notes for their birthdays and Christmas cards to the families. That That's just full on how she communicated. Um, and that is most definitely how she liked to communicate with me. The more I am able to separate myself from her anger and my anger, I realize how much the anger was probably not directed at me. Like, it wasn't me she was angry at. It was a situation. Um, and it wasn't because she didn't necessarily not love me. But it is. it was so difficult for her as well as it was for us. I tried so hard to be um, understanding as I could. And every once in a while... She would look at me and smile, that same smile she gave everybody else. And it would light up her entire face. I love that smile. And I remember just like every time I would see it, I, it would just send like almost like a relaxation across my body. Um, like all the tension that, that was there all the time would just sort of melt away for a few seconds because she looked genuinely happy to see me and when I was on the receiving end of it all the anger and all the sadness and all the frustration would just melt away and she was making me aware that we were both um, we both felt like so helpless because there was no way to like fix this situation and because, I mean, overall, if you really think about it, 
I I literally watched my mom slowly die for almost a two year period. It was it was awful. Um, and like I said, I'm gonna do a complete uh, an episode on that whole situation, and probably more than one because there was just so much that happened in that small two two year period, which seemed like forever at the time. But in these moments where she would smile at me, we would hold hands and talk about superficial things when she was still able to talk. And when she couldn't talk anymore, I would sit and hold her hand and we would watch an episode of Dr. Pohl, which would usually be for the millionth time. I think I could quote all the Dr. Pohl episodes by the time the two-year period was over. Um, she, she loved that show. And nestled in those moments was hope that my mom loved me and was proud of me as I was her. Like, I was proud of her and how much she tried to fight. And, had, and, and she fought really as long as I think she could. After she passed away, I felt so many mixed feelings. And unfortunately, one of them was relief which leads to guilt because you feel relief, which leads to sadness because you'll never hear her voice again. Um, the fear that I had when she passed away, um, being angry um, at her for leaving me and feeling that maybe she was angry at me for not doing the right things or not being a good caregiver. Um, or not doing enough to fix the problem. I also felt frustration because I wasn't like wealthy enough to get like the best doctors and the greatest caregiver I could possibly get. And then a lot of times I felt confusion about all the things I was feeling at once. I basically, I prayed a lot. I asked God to take away the feelings I was having, but I really basically felt like a crazy person. Um, I was fine one second, sick to my stomach the next, and the next I'd be crying hysterically. It was so random and out of the blue, and I'm sure those of you who have been through um, this kind of loss and this kind of thing, you understand what that feels like. You literally feel like you're losing your mind, I swear. Um, I texted a friend who had been through um, like a similar situation, and I asked him, I was like, dude, how long am I going to feel like a crazy person? And he laughed and gave the right answer, of course, and he said that it's different for each person that loses someone. We all grieve differently. We all experience different experiences when we lose someone. Um, and we have to go through those crazy adjustment periods after losing someone. And th that's, that's sometimes super hard for all of us, right? Like we, we really have trouble figuring out what's going to be next in our lives and figuring out if we did all the right things and figuring out if what 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 the future holds and 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 where did they go you know that's that was a big thing for me too is like did she go to heaven my cult i grew up in didn't believe that you went straight to heaven everyone else was telling me that's where she was is that where she went and that was a big 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 dilemma for me and super difficult for me um, so then one day I, I don't know, I just needed a mental break. And when I need a mental break, sometimes I just scroll aimlessly through Facebook. And a different friend of mine posted a tattoo of her father's handwriting on her arm. And I was like, oh, wow, 
that's super cool. Like it's just, it it was like his handwriting. Like they did such a great job putting like his handwriting on her arm. And I was like, I want a tattoo. This is what I want. I want a tattoo. Um, I went to my husband and of course, you know, he has two tattoos. So why wouldn't he be supportive of me getting one? Um, and I'm older now. I've been at my job for a while. So I, things have changed in life and I don't really feel like that it was like a, a job prevention anymore. Like even if it showed most of the time, it wasn't going to prevent me from getting future jobs. Um, so I reached out to this friend when she, where she got her tattoo and I was like, dude, this, this tattoo of your parents' handwriting is so great and stuff. But she told me and I was accepted it, but I didn't really do anything. You know, tattoos aren't cheap. They're permanent. And I was, again, I was a little like worried, although I know that my job wouldn't be opposed, but would they think, oh my gosh, she's going through some midlife crisis and got a tattoo. You know, that was, you know, again, I need to stop that. I get that. Um, so I told a few people I was thinking about it, but bottom line, um, no one really believed me because I didn't really move forward with it. Um, that was until recently. Um, I was digging through some of my mom's stuff. Uh, our, um, I needed to go through some things, and I found a note with her handwriting, and the words on it written so neat and so clearly that said, I'm so proud of you. I love you, Mom. And I sat there, and it just gushed all over me. I was like, oh, my gosh, what? This is it. This is what I want. The The handwriting was perfect. The The statement was perfect. Um, and so my nephew and my husband and I went to lunch, and there was a tattoo place next door. My husband was like, why don't you take a look and see what you think? So I just sort of aimlessly walked down there just to sort of appease him and looked in the window and went back to the car, and I was like, oh, yeah, it's it's great. Um but he goes, did you go in? I was like, no, I'm not going to go in there by myself. Why would I go in there by myself? Um, so my nephew, of course, who's gung-ho for everything, said, I'll go with you. And we went in, and the guys were, like, fantastic. They were so nice, super nice guys and full. And the, the whole place is, like, decorated with all the art that they created. So, like, they had drawn things and done the tattoos. So, like, they're clearly talented, right? So, um, and... We went in, and I found out how much it would cost, and he said, I can do it right now. And I was like, Haha. yeah, no, um, I'm going to go. I have to talk about that with my husband. So I turned around, and I left the store full well, fully knowing that my cheap and money-saving husband would not like how much it was going to cost to do this tattoo. You know, he was going to be like, how much? No way. So I returned to the car, and he asked me about it, and I said, um, how much it cost? I told him that it was, well, first I told him how much it was, uh, how great it was. Like, the guys were super nice, and it was super clean, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then I told him how much it cost, and, of course, I waited for the, oh, my goodness, that's so expensive, we don't have the money for that. But for some reason, that day, that is not what he said. He said, let's go. Let's do it. He was all gung-ho. He opened the door. He got out of the car. And he had uh, just had knee surgery. So he's still on crutches, you know. And um, 
he's like, let's get it, let's get it done. You wanted to do it for a while. We have the money right now. Let's just go. But of course I was looking for probably any excuse not to do it. So I texted my oldest son who was with his dad. <coughs> I apologize. Excuse me. Um, because I thought he wanted to go with me to do this, you know, so I was like, oh, we can't do it because my son's not here. And of course my son gets back to me and he's like, he's, he's like, you have an opportunity, mom, do it. This is, this is your, you've wanted to do this for a while. You have your opportunity. Don't wait for me. Just go do it. So of course I'm running out of excuses because everyone's always being so supportive. Um, so we went in and I showed him the note and they were like, for sure, we can do this, you know? And, uh, the next thing I knew I was getting on the table and getting a tattoo. Of course I'm sweating and stressed out. My heart's racing a hundred miles an hour because I don't know what to expect, you know? And, uh, it actually sort of just felt like a sunburn. Um, it didn't hurt. Um, as much as I thought it was going to. Now I don't have any color or anything like that. And I will be posting uh, a picture of it um, on our Instagram page and our new Facebook page. So check it out on Facebook as well. Um, but uh, uh, they did a great job. It looks exactly like her handwriting and I was super happy. Um, afterward, I thought I'd I thought, oh gosh, it's so like long. I should have just made it smaller and put just the I love you, mom, instead of all of it. But um, the next day, my best friend, who is true, in true best friend fashion, like she's the best, um, said, Julie, you always questioned whether she was proud of you and no, now you have a like a constant reminder in her handwriting that she was and is proud of you it was the right choice so thank you meredith for being that friend um so if you are considering getting a tattoo under this like after a loss or tragedy and you want to pay tribute to a loved one that's passed away i recommend it like it was great um, don't go do it because you think that's what I'm telling you to do. I'm not telling everyone to go get a tattoo because that's not for everyone. Not everybody wants to do that. But if you want to get a tattoo or you're thinking about it and want to pay homage to someone with handwriting tattoos, like find a really good shop and, and go. If you live in the Arlington area, Pop's tattoo shop was amazing. I would recommend going there. Um, but if, if it's not your thing, find another way to, to have something that's a constant reminder of the positive things that your loved one shared. Um, so I, when, uh, I had a friend of mine whose parent died and I gave her, well, we as a team, we, like, we as a baseball team gave her a wind chime that had like a picture of her on it and of her mom and like the dates that she passed away. And she always tells me when she, out on her back porch, which she spends a lot of time back there, that every time the wind blows, she thinks of her mom, you know. So there are other ways besides getting a tattoo of, of playing homage and, and, and always having sort of that peaceful um, presence of, of, of the person you lost, you know. And if 
you ever, ever had a parent that you feel had difficulty telling you how they felt about you, try and reflect on their way that they communicated with you. And I bet you'll find a way that they told you that they loved you in their own way. And it's not always with words. So, you know, I'm not talking about an emotionally abusive parent. I'm talking about a parent who just has difficulty communicating. You know in some way they loved you, and in some way they showed you. So look for that. Don't, I'm not, I'm not, you know, if you, if you were an abusive family member, which I had one of those too, you know, that's, that's a different story, you know, but for, for parents who just have difficulty communicating in general, there's always a way that they did, like my mom did with notes. <laughs> she communicated with everybody there. So look, look for those positive things. Really soul search in what you, you see in your parents or your children. Like your, ch- your children don't always say they love you, but they tell you they love you in some way. Um, so yeah, here we are. I have a tattoo that's a constant reminder and a tribute to my mom. I didn't tell her enough, especially towards the end, how much I truly loved her and was thankful that she chose to be a single parent and do everything she could to raise me. Um, and I didn't tell her that I loved her even when it was difficult to love her. Um, And when I look at this reminder, I say a little prayer to God that says, Hey, can you please remind her that I loved her as much as I'm pretty sure she loved me. You know, I, I, I hope she sees the positive things. And I have had to choose to believe that she's in heaven. Um, and that she, maybe she can see a little bit of what's happening to us. So, again, I will post a picture of the tattoo on our Instagram page. And, like I said, I just got um, a Facebook page. So, maybe you guys can post some of your tattoos on there um, and and show me what you guys did and how you paid um, respect or homage to your family member via a tattoo or any other way. Show me some other ideas, you know, besides a wind chime or a tattoo. And um, I would love to see it, and I would love to know your comments. So make sure you like or subscribe to this podcast so we can work through some of our adjustments together. And uh, let me uh, make sure you like and, you know, let me know what you think. You can also email me at makeanadjustment at at gmail.com. And I hope you guys have a wonderful week.